0: All right, all right. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of our ongoing series, The Horrors and Heroes of Homelessness. This is Jasper Cole, your host, and uh, we're so excited to to be doing tonight's episode. Um, the last time we did a episode on the homeless, um, it was actually back in February, so we are excited to be uh, bringing you back uh, during this pandemic. Obviously, things have been really, really crazy. Um, m- you know, it's we really want to touch base and find out what's really been happening in the homeless community and how this, you know, coronavirus has affected the homeless community. So, as always, um, we're going to be joined later by, well, actually coming up shortly, by General Jeff Page, um, A lot of people call him the mayor of Skid Row. That is not something he calls himself, but uh, the media has sort of uh, given him that label, and it works. And he's definitely a a boots on the ground, true, true activist and advocate for the homeless uh, situation in Los Angeles. But because of that, um, because of L.A.'s prominence in the the community, you know, then we've been – Lucky enough to hear from him on how the homelessness situation has affected uh, cities across the country, not just Los Angeles. So um, before he comes on, I'd just like to remind everyone to uh, please follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm at JasperCole Says, S-A-Y-S. And then also you can go to Facebook. We have a one-on-one with Jasper Cole page and also my website, JasperCole.com. There's a link to my show, One-on-One with Jasper Cole, and you can uh, keep up with all the archive episodes. And always remember, tomorrow night, Thursday, is our regular ongoing One-on-One with Jasper Cole. We're going to be joined by Emmy-nominated and multiple award-winning daytime actress, Jackie Zeman best known as nurse Bobby Spencer on the hit show on ABC general hospital, but she's also known for her um, philanthropy for also being a spokesperson and a commercial host and a TV host and so many other things. Also uh, an author. She's written several books. So um, yeah, we're excited for that as well. That'll be again tomorrow night. Thursday, May 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern. So please join in at that time. Um, I just hope everyone is staying healthy and safe right now. You know, I know everything's changing state by state. Things are starting to open. Um, Los Angeles, as you know, was sort of uh, extended their stay at home policy um, till August. So that's going to mean that the restrictions stay in place although I think for this coming up weekend um you know they've been able to open up the beaches and that kind of thing so um that's a good thing of course but we just want to be safe and and uh try to get you know tested I guess testing is the key now I don't know if the tests are reliable but listen we we're just learning as we go right um but one thing I that's per, uh, maybe happening is in Los Angeles we're going to talk to Jeff in just a second to find out there was some news about homeless uh any homeless encampments under the actual freeway underpasses or overpasses would have to be removed by Friday. So at this time it looks like our special guest is on and ready to join us. So everyone please welcome General Jeff Page.
1: Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Let me keep you... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So kind. Thank you.
0: I have to give you proper applause. How are you, buddy?
1: (laughs) Oh, man, busy, 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 busy. These are, uh, you know, in addition to normal, uh, the skid row confusion, if you will, um, now there's this, you know, COVID-19 with uh, endless deadline, you know, no end date in sight. Mm-hmm. And so there's a mad scramble. There's so many, uh, there's so much upsetting of the normal skid row, um, uh, logistical, uh, uh, normal procedures, if you will, in the daily routine. And so uh, everybody's trying to scramble and figure out what's going on. And so um, I don't know, hopefully you guys will allow me a couple of minutes to to, to
0: Share oh, some listen. Inside, this uh, this show,
1: information.
0: This show. You have the entire hour tonight. We are devoting the entire show, and it's just you and I. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, originally, I, you know, I had put the show on hiatus. I was going to be on hiatus till June, and then, of course, this happened. And so, last month, you know, I guess it's been about six shows in now. We started. We started back up, and I was kind of. Needing to check in with you, but I feel like now is probably the perfect time because we've been in it, you know, so, so to speak, for two, two, over two months now. So I thought there's so much happening, like you said. I wanted you to come on and just give us all the updates on, on how this has affected Skid Row and, and the homeless community.
1: Great. Okay, so shall we begin? Yes, let's go. Okay, so you know, I don't, you know, of course, you've got like a whole lot of different uh, viewers and listeners that uh, are not, you know, familiar with who I am or, or, or the perspective that I bring. So, um, I just want to talk about uh, Skid Row, uh, which is commonly known as the homeless capital of America, and it's been in existence for over a hundred years. Uh, Fifty city blocks. And there's been a reported uh, that there's over 100 uh, nonprofits either directly connected to or indirectly connected to Skid Row, because some of them run programs through other uh, nonprofit service providers that are actually have a physical place in Skid Row. And then they just come in and run their programs. And so, um, yeah, it's it's it's. On the streets, there's, there's, it, it depends on the numbers, but it averages, it goes up and down between three to 5,000 people living on the sidewalks and tents and encampments and just surviving however they can. According to the, uh, the typical uh, uh, stipulations coming from Washington, D.C., per the Department of Housing and Urban Development, which is HUD, uh, even if you sleep in a mission, um, you're still considered homeless. If you sleep in transitional housing, which is these are indoor facilities, uh, you're still considered homeless. And so so when the numbers are going up and down and being broadcasted, you know, they can frame the narratives. they meaning the powers that be or whoever's uh, having, whether it's the, 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 the press conference or having the, the discussion about uh, skid row and homelessness, or even if it's sometimes the mainstream media. And they're depending on how they, what the topic of the conversation is and what the, the, they want the listener to, to take away from their interview is how they frame the no, numbers. And so me as an outspoken community activist, just brief background on me, homegrown Angelino, born and raised, you know, in South Central Los Angeles. Uh, I've been a hip hop, West Coast hip hop pioneer uh, since the 80s, halfway around the world. And then I just, one day I got tired of living out of the suitcase and wanted to come back and give back to my own community. And, but the game culture was so prominent. Um, you know. I, I, uh, one of the youngsters said, hey, OG, I see you, 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 you got a good heart, but if you, you really want to help people, you should go to Skid Row. And mm-hmm. I, that wasn't my initial plan. So I've been in Skid Row uh, in August. It'll be 14 years. And so wow. we've been trying to do everything we can. First, we had to figure out the lay of the land. And then once we understood the lay of the land, figure out what partners was it. So then it was, then it was Mayor Antonio Villarigosa. Then at LAPD, it was uh, Bill Bratton, William Bratton. And so, of course, so so our, a lot of our efforts not only it started off, it was about creating positive solutions, positive programming, because all the funding that came to Skid Row went towards either some form of, of recovery or some form of, of, of housing model. And so there was actually nothing for, for uh, homeless folks to do in Skid Row on a daily basis. So myself and a couple other folks, we started basketball leagues. League. Uh, we encouraged other folks that, that, you know, started photography clubs. We had two theater groups that were I produced and performed on stage plays and on and on and on. And so, you know, then it got to the point where while, while, while that was able to sustain itself, I broke away and started dealing with Skid Row politics. And mm-hmm. so, ever since then, you know, I'm the, for those that don't know, I'm the chair of the Skid Row Neighborhood Council Formation Committee, where we, the residents ourselves, along with supported, supportive businesses in our community, um, we want to start our own neighborhood council, which currently in the city of Los Angeles, there are 99 neighborhood councils um, citywide. And once with a city uh, certified neighborhood council, you know, not only will we have a legitimate, uh, uh, officially recognized community, but there would be a lot of uh, resources and, and funding that will come directly to the community, and then we can create solutions and initiatives that could help not only better address uh, homelessness in our community, but also influence uh, the, the decisions that the City Hall makes, you know, citywide. And now with COVID, you know, we could have been uh, making decisions that uh, can help statewide and possibly across the nation as well. And so that's just the, the, the foundation, the background of uh, where we want to make sure you bring like all of your listeners up to speed mm-hmm. on, on, on yeah. who's who and what's what. So now let's talk about, about the current issues. And so um, uh, we start with, uh, you know, there are three levels of a uh, government, local, state, and federal. woof. Um, there's there's a, a lack of so, uh, there's
0: so much housing. I know right yeah
1: there's so much it's so you know 1.2 billion dollars the the taxpayers of Los Angeles County approved Measure H H H we call it Triple H mm-hmm. in uh, <laughs> November of 2016 and it was supposed to provide up to up to 10,000 units for homeless folks and so I was outspoken against that because if the city of Los Angeles is there at that time they're reporting between thirty and forty thousand homeless folks, and in the county they're reporting as high as sixty thousand, which is pretty much those same numbers to this day. Even though we know that those numbers are, they're reporting are significantly low than what's reality. But even still, if if it's for between forty and sixty thousand uh, homeless folks, well, why would you spend? Uh, why would it take over a billion dollars only house you know up to ten thousand? And so it, less than two years in. Um, it was reported that uh, the city was on pace to build less than that, that probably about 5,500 units, and then now it's, it's arguing between like maybe between three to five thousand. And so, so the whole thing is that that money pretty much is gone. It's all, every nickel, every penny is allocated towards some somebody's housing project somewhere. A lot of them haven't, they haven't even gotten shovels in the ground yet. But the money, the 1.2 billion dollars, completely gone. And so, you know, those of us uh, on, on the on the ground are realizing that the city, you know, they're 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 moving coins around and they're taking from other funding pots and then, then now they're trying to get new funding pots that are being created on the state and federal level to come in to over overlap uh you know, the failures of uh Triple H. And so there's a whole there's a whole lot of mismanagement of funding, you know, there's a whole lot of confusion and then all of a sudden now the federal the federal uh, authorities are investigating city hall for corruption and and, and, and our city our city council member who represents Skid Row in downtown Los mm-hmm. Angeles and other nearby communities need the main the main target right now of the federal investigation and they' they just dropped a, a bombshell uh a report that came out um just uh last week and uh they li- they're lining him up so it's it's pretty yeah. much a done deal and when they say, you know, city council member A, like in the documentation, city council member A, you know, like took a bribe from businessman B, you know, that kind of a thing on behalf of company, you know, company C in project, B. it's all it lines up, and we all know who well, it is and what it well, is. Well, they, they came. They came. They
0: came in. They raided his uh, house and his offices, right? Because I saw that on the news.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, his city hall office. Um, his one of his field offices. And then his home and then, you know, folks on the on boots on the ground said that they were pulling out. They came walking away with a hard drives, and some computers and, mm. and and files and thumb drives and some other stuff. So who knows what's all up in there? And, and that was done. That was over a year ago. And so they've been sifting. The feds have been sifting through all of that evidence. And they've already got a former city council member to plead guilty uh uh he was facing fifty counts uh fifty years on seven counts um this this latest uh 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 conviction last week uh with this now has gone to a whole nother level because there was a guy that was like a middleman between you know, mm-hmm. the, the real estate mm-hmm. developers one trying to push to get their project approved and you know the, the the city hall and so he was dealing with you know the council member's office and also the a guy rep- from the mayor's office mayor garcetti. Uh, the, from his office of uh, uh, office of economic development, and mm-hmm. so what this guy uh, is, is got convicted of was a racketeering. So now all of a sudden, wow. that's the RICO Act, and the RICO Act was you know that was invented in the '70s, created to to, to address you know to fight organized crime, you know the mafia, mm-hmm. and so now if in City Hall if folks are already the first couple of notches um, are falling, and there's already the RICO Act is involved. Now it's a matter of how high up the food chain does it go, because now, you know, even if, if Mayor Garcetti's involved, this is potentially going to end in not only his but other political careers. And so now within all of that is this, this specific council member, the main council member. Again, he represents the Skid Row District, including downtown and, and, and other communities in his district. And so, again, when we were fighting to create the Skid Row Neighborhood Council to address our homeless issues, he sided up with the the the, the business, the da- the powerful downtown business sector, the folks in the skyscrapers that lined up and opposed our effort. And so now, you know, as the federal in- investigation unfolds, there there's there may be significant overlap in terms oh, yeah. of who he was doing business because it's the same dates and the same times from 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018, and we officially had our election to create the Scarborough Neighborhood Council in 2017, and so there's there's a lot of shenanigans that's, that's connected to our election w- in which we feel the city of Los Angeles cheated us, and so we have filed a lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles, which is still ongoing to this day. So now while all of that's going on, um, again, and the feds are lurking, so then all of a sudden there's a pandemic <laughs> comes up out of nowhere. Right, um, right. So now and then there's a current law, a whole nother lawsuit by some concerned citizens that's suing both the city and the county. It's an entity called the Los Angeles Alliance for Human Rights. And so there's a federal judge, uh uh David O. Carter, who is very, very passionate, very, very committed to you know making something happen. He's like something's gotta be done. And so um, he's, you know, got the mayor and, and and the city county board and the county board of supervisors got them in his in front of him in his courtroom. And so understand all the court courtrooms are closed. So he's actually right. using uh, a nearby uh, a hotel's uh, b- ballroom and a convening. And so he just ordered that uh, the city and the county and Caltrans, they're responsible for removing all of. The uh, homeless folks that live underneath or near uh, freeways, and they've got to go into hotel or motel rooms as 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 connected to the governor, Governor Newsom's project room key uh, solution. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this connecting. This all of this is brand new, and so um, it's what very you, let me ask you, what is,
0: what is your what is your are you are you for the the room key thing? What is your take on that?
1: Do you think it's I know well, yeah, you, well you know, you know talk
0: I, about you talk so, about before, po- poverty poverty pimps, you know for our listeners who haven't right. heard before, you know my favorite phrase you use is poverty poverty pimps, so going back <laughs> to, right. you know, going back to the city councilman and the the house of cards that are are starting to fall now, these are all the poverty yes. pimps that have been allegedly. <laughs> some, Allegedly, some of them, not all of them lot, Not some of them, all yeah. of them, but we're going to find out exactly who So what, um, I right. had mentioned the room key thing in the opening And I was hoping, I knew we would talk about it So not to, not Absolutely. to interrupt, but I was just wondering what your take on that was
1: Oh, no, we're going to get to that. So, And we're going to get to the poverty pimping uh, a little bit later since we got a whole hour or two. On, oh, yes. actually, we less than an hour now. But, you know, there's, we want to take our time and provide as, as in-depth of an update as possible because it's very, very important for everybody to have real-time information at the mm-hmm. same time. It it, yeah. it it does a disservice to us as an American society for – you know uh, you know one percent of the the population to have all the real time information and then everybody else will get it gradually uh, uh, get to you and difficult for us as a society to move as one if we all don't we all need the the real time information so that's yeah. that's the number one uh one of my core i won't say my number one but one of my core principles in terms of my community activism is to share as much real time information as possible. I'll give up names, dates, um, situations, you know, I you know, I, I have nothing to hide. I have I don't get paid to do it. I'm not a non profit. I'm just a concerned citizen, a homegrown Angelino rolling up my sleeves, jumping in and, and, and doing whatever I can to uh help and then I'm willing to go in on the inside. I, I, I reduce myself to a state of homeless on purpose, just so I could go into the Skid Row streets, because I'm born and raised in the tough South Central LA streets. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing in Skid Row, and so Skid Row is a majority African American uh, community. So I'm African American. I figure I can go all the way in, and now I'm sharing, you know, sharing my findings. This is what I found out, and so I appreciate, you know, you know, the one on one with Jasper Cole to allow me to, to use this as an outlet to share this information so folks don't ha- they don't have to come into our community because we've got you know somebody right there on the front line that's you know just sharing the information so a lot of people it's hard they, they don't want to accept the truth so when we mm-hmm. talk about the poverty pimps you know it's the nonprofit a lot of the nonprofit service providers it's the politicians it's law enforcement it's, you know, the downtown business sector is a lot of people that are getting paid off of the existence of homelessness. So which means that, like, for instance, the, the nonprofits in Skid Row, the CEOs and executive directors make six-figure salaries, um, six-figure salaries, and uh, you know, as long as homelessness continues to exist, that's job security for them. And so while they run these programs like they want to help end homelessness and even the, in city hall and the politicians talk about these marketing slogans about ending homelessness and everyone in. and why, Well, why is it not happening? Why is it slow to develop? Because they're marketing slogans, because the whole thing is there's funding being passed around on the local, state and federal level from the government that's going out to all these different entities. And, and so there's movement of the money. The money is there. But the thing is is there's no political will and to actually end homelessness because they end homelessness these folks will lose their, their cash cows.
0: Right. And so exactly. that's so
1: I'm 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 like the first person that has actually pushed that out there in layman's terms where everybody can really understand because all those entities who are previously named, they always blame uh the homeless folks. But it's interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, for example, like LGBTQ um if there's you know a you know a situation you know, if there's you know transgender be, they would call if there's issue that way, they would call it victim blaming right in that right. world, but over in homelessness it's like oh, they blame homelessness for every oh they made the bad choices or they don't know what they're doing. well, what about the poverty pimps that are sucking up and taking up all the money and the resources and hoarding it mm-hmm. for themselves and are coming out with these failed solutions that won't work or, you know, you measure HHH, why would you put a, a sold-off so-called solution on the table that's only going to house up to 10,000 folks when you got over 60,000 homeless people out there? That was never, and it's a 10-year plan. So in those 10 years, and you have every year there's a double digit because they do the homeless count, and homeless, every year it comes back in double digits. So in that 10 years, you're going to wind up those 10,000 people that you maximum, at maximum value, would have housed you would get more more than ten thousand people over that ten years to newly become newly homeless, and so then there would be no significant reduction in the overall homelessness number. So in essence, that's one point two billion dollars with the B, B is in boys. That's actually right. just went right down the drain even before it was launched. That's why wow. I opposed it because it's bad math. And so when these folks have bad math, but yet then the mainstream media, and other folks, they they. They condone this poverty pimping and they put out all these news stories and they let, let allow these frauds and phonies to uh, have these press conferences and they patting each other on the back and giving each other awards, smiling, and it seemed like everybody's singing kumbaya, but yet we're homeless uh, folks on the sidewalk and we're stuck and there's no help, there's no nothing. You know, the passing out band aids. When there's a whole bunch of gunshot wounds, I, that's an old example, but that's one that. that everybody is familiar with. And so, you know, and so I'm one. I'm one of the loudest voices, out, outspoken against that. And so, okay, I'm sometimes, I, and probably right now, I, I'm public enemy number one. And you know, I'm, but I'm not. A, I'm not going to bite my tongue because I'm not. I want to be. Li- I'm not here to be liked. I don't nope. care about being liked. If 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 I, the more I'm, I'm not liked, the more I am of doing a good job of what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's, That's again, I'm just a concerned citizen, but I'm outspoken. It's like a watchdog critic. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. outspoken critic of what this this system is. And so a lot of people don't know, don't have the real-time information, so they may point fingers at me, or law enforcement may throw me in handcuffs and try to frustrate me and make me go away. I'm not going anywhere. And Mm -hmm. so I'll stand toe-to-toe. I'll call anybody out. You know, we can have a public town hall meeting. We can live stream it. You know, you bring your proof, your witnesses, and your evidence, and I'll bring my proof, my witnesses, and evidence, and I'll prove that these these phonies and frauds are, are not are 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 uh, uh, poverty pimps. And, yeah. and so, to this, in nearly 14 years, no one, not a one, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's nonprofit, whether it's politician, not one person has taken me up on my offer. And so that's how that confirms there that what we're saying is absolute truth. And it's, 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 it's unchallenged. And so right. now, so, you know, that's, you know, I'm just trying to reestablish, you know, for, for your new listeners, you know, this is who I am. They've never heard of me before. Why should we believe this guy? That's mm-hmm. the, the, the base. And we can go on and on and on. And the track record, record is impeccable. 14 years with zero funding. You know, my organization is outproving um, many, many of these, uh, all of the uh, nonprofits and politicians combined. And a lot of the a lot of this stuff, so the stuff the so called solutions that they have they actually got from me so um you and know let, so that's let me, no, let no me question let me me about tell, so now
0: let let me tell the viewers and listeners too this is our seventh episode of um the horrors and horrors and heroes of homelessness so everyone can go back to our archived episodes and I, I encourage you to do that and listen yeah. to listen to your interviews from the beginning you know you've educated me so much because. When I try to explain this to laymen, like I was having a conversation today saying that you were coming on, and just in trying to explain to them what you just said about how the – I want people to understand something you said that's so important. The higher number of homelessness that they can come up with, the more money that gets put into jobs and positions around homelessness, which never actually gets to the homeless. So go ahead. I, I just absolutely. wanted people to go back and they can listen to all the archive episodes as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, we're going to get to uh, you know, COVID-19 and all the it, this. So, you know, we haven't talked in so long. I feel like we really have to hit this reset button yes, and really absolutely. get everybody up to speed. Because, again, it's all about the real time information. And so, yeah. you know, again, so when we talk about, you know, homelessness, you know, a lot of what a lot of people don't understand is that. You have a whole lot of people in this country. Let's break it all the way down. Is is it okay, Jeff? Can I break it all the way down?
0: Uh, Come on, Jeff. Break it all the way down. All the way (laughs) down. All the way down.
1: You know, because I mean, this is deeper than than, than what we're going to go.
0: I'm so timid and mild myself, right? (laughs) (laughs) You You know how they went bad, boys. I'm I'm all about breaking it down,
1: yeah. (laughs) All right. So. You know, I just want you know, to, you know, come up for air because it's a lot of information for, for folks yeah. that are listening for them to digest at one time. So I kind of throw a little thing in there to pause a little bit. And so but, you know, so so let's talk about the, the homelessness industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Homelessness is an industry in, in America. Um, it's reported that uh, all of America, there's around a million homeless people. And so, wow. you know, when we – so, when we, again, when we talk about the three levels of government, let's understand, like, the cities and counties on local government, they don't have the big money. You know, they get this stuff allocated. So let's say, you know, people – you know, the, the everyday working men and women in this country, Uncle Sam takes taxes. Yeah, we don't pay taxes. Uncle Sam takes taxes. So the money goes to, to washington d c to the federal government. The federal government then there's you know the president's budget, and then it gets allocated across to the fifty states. So in California, it goes to the Sacramento to the governor, and then from the governor, he fund there are fifty eight counties in the state of California, and so then from there there's allocated allocation going across to all fifty eight counties. And then in Los Angeles County, there are 88 cities in Los Angeles County, with the city of Los Angeles being one of them. And of course, it's obviously, it's the biggest. Mm-hmm. And so the funding, that's how the funding breaks down. And then so as it breaks all the way down, um, you know, when one really looks at how America is a capitalist society, to understand there are those that keep, you know, speaking about equality for all. Well, equality for all can't happen in, in a, a, a capitalistic society, you know, right. capitalism is, is what America is built on. So equality is not. So when people start talking about equality, you know, you lose me right right away. So exactly what direction is this country headed in? So that right there is the, the massive, the first massive fork in the road. So now when we understand that capitalistic, this is a capitalistic society, true and true. And through and through And so now because of that When it come all the way down On the, on the totem pole of life um, I just want to throw in there A shout out to our indigenous Brothers and sisters out there But on the totem pole of life Skid row homelessness We're all the way at the bottom Some mm-hmm. will argue that we're Underneath the bottom of the uh, Totem pole mm-hmm. But at the bottom So that means all the entities Up above actually get paid Off of the demise Of societies unwanted Which is us at the bottom Of the totem pole And here's how with just the mere existence of one homeless person, look at all the jobs that are created from law enforcement. You, you know, if you, for one, you got to have some of the police officers have to, you know, police. So even if the police, you know, then you got to have the different layers. you got to have the jailer, somebody to run the jails. You've got to have the mechanics that work on the cars. You know, you've got to have the uh, IT folks that work on the computers and the phone lines. You know, the data files and all all those jobs are created just because of the existence of one homeless person. Then, you know, so if they committed a crime or, you know, allegedly committed a crime, you know, then they got to go to a court of law. So then there's the bailiff, there's the court reporter, there's the judge, there's the clerk. And, you know, you go on, then the IT folks over there and, 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 and you know, it just goes on and on. And then if they have to go to the homeless person, go to get sick, they go to the emergency room, the doctor, nurse. You know, you have, to have food. You have to have clothes. You know, we look at all these all these jobs that are created just with the existence of one homeless person. And so, the more homeless people um, there are, there's a justification for more jobs. And so now, when we talk about, we tie all of that in. That's the capitalistic structure. Now, when we want to talk about the homeless industrial complex. And let let me let me break it in simple math. Out of Washington D.C. because HUD again, that's where the stipulations and, and and the regulations come from. So let's just say there are just for simple math, there's a one million homeless people in all of America. At a one to one ratio, which is determined through HUD, one to one ratio automatically funding can now be justified once they did have determined that. Uh, uh, on a one-to-one ratio, uh, uh, one million jobs of caretakers need to be created in order to take care of homeless folks because it's the one-to-one ratio. So now, going back to when President Obama was in office, um, you know, he was talking about himself about growing the middle class. That was one of his main uh, platform, mm-hmm. campaign platforms. And so, what he, what, how that broke down to where we are in Skid Row? Well, let's say again for simple math. While well, you have one million homeless folks, they they created and let that go to two million. So now you can justify on paper the need to create and increase uh, your, jo- your jobs of caretakers to go from one million to two million on that same one to one ratio. So then they're having press conferences and patting each other on the back, talking about <laughs> oh the president just created one million jobs, but you know they don't talk about the one million new homeless cases that they created in order to justify those new one million uh, uh one million jobs on paper. And so so that's when it comes down to politics and funding, that it's a numbers game and it's all on so now and this is just me, I've learned this just from you know rolling over my sleeves and, and having right. to wear with all the dig up for the information to investigate. So now I'm take homeless and homeless the homeless industrial complex to a whole nother level. So why doesn't the federal government just, you know, allocate, just end it? If they really, they, you know, hear all these, oh, ending homelessness, everyone in, and all these marketing slogans, those are coming from the local folks. What is the federal government doing? Well, understand, like the congressmen Congress and women, the state, you know, the, the U.S. senators, their solutions are for the federal, you know, on a federal level for all Americans, if you will. And so, like Obamacare, you know, you know, you know, the the, the uh, health care for all is, you know, for all Americans. It, when it comes to homelessness, let's just say again, simple math: there are four hundred four hundred million Americans living in this country. Well, again, if that same number that HUD determined that there's one million uh, homeless folks in this country, that's less than one percent of the overall. American uh, uh, population So therefore from a federal standpoint The federal government cannot Allocate significant Funding uh, of the of, You know from Uncle Sam's budget To allocate it specifically for Homelessness because the numbers Don't justify it less than right. 1% is not a big enough number Of Americans to Allocate you know 200 billion Dollars to end homelessness or, or whatever the number would really Be to just do it all at once and so that right. means it's so, so, you know, cause we've reached out the hood, that's how we know firsthand. So it's not going to happen on a federal level. So the next level again is state. So that we've reached the state. So even before the current governor, the governor's passed, you know, again, we've been doing this nearly 14 years. And so from a state level, you know, then the governors, you know, there was no political will to create solutions. And then we've had uh, former state senators, come up with, you know, you know, $2 billion housing plan here, you know, a couple of solutions there. The most aggressive uh, solution that we've heard uh, uh, thus far since I've been on the ground without a, a Congress, when the Maxine Waters, she mm-hmm. created the ending homelessness act and attached $13 billion to it. But that's swimming around in Washington because she, you know, she needs you know, uh, uh, support on both sides of the aisle. Right. And you know, so now they're playing politics with that. So that pretty much is is stuck right now. And so, you know, and then if, if whether she's at odds with the president or what, then it, you know, that they're playing games over there. They're, 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 the, impetus, the 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 impetus, the driving force, the ener- the necessary energy is not there to uh, from a federal level to end homelessness like today. So then it's on the again, so on the state level. You know, it's it's. You know, hey, they're allocating, you know, billions and billions of dollars, but it's just like, you know, a, a drizzle, a rain. You know, it's, it's not a thunderstorm, <laughs> but it's, you know, right. cloudy skies, but it's a drizzle. The rain is evaporating before it hits the ground. And so right. there's funding that the funding is coming to, to homelessness. The funding is coming to Skid Row, but it's evaporated in the thin air before it hits the ground. So we, the people uh, on the streets of Skid Row, we're not touching, we're not seeing it, the solutions. And so but on let, paper there's let me, a whole let me, lot let me of justification jump. going on. So that's why and as long as homelessness continues, they can continue to, to 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 keep creating annual budgets for homelessness. And so there's a whole lot again in a capitalistic society, there's a whole lot of people that are getting the funding, but it's not reaching the people. And let me that's just say the here, homeless it, industrial complex.
0: Yeah, let me say here, Jeff, it sounds to me like I want listeners to understand it really has not mattered who's been in office you know it, it, it what no matter who the governor was or who the mayor has been or who the president was nobody has been able to stop this uh this horrible situation cuz it's only gotten bigger correct. and worse so apparently correct. you know it doesn't matter who's in office it's only getting worse
1: correct for instance so now you know i'm on a lot of people you know the first line of defense in terms of first responders and, and holding American structure together is, is law enforcement. So mm-hmm. what, what does that look like in Skid Row? Well, Los Angeles police department, uh, you know, their annual, when I first got to Skid Row, the annual budget was $1.5 billion. Wow. Now currently their budget annual budget is $2 billion. And right mm-hmm. now, based on the the mayor's current budget right now, the 2020 2021 budget will will start on fiscal the fiscal year start on July 1st so this is budget season right now because we're we're just just we're close to July right now what's in his budget is an increase in the Los Angeles Police Department budget to 3 billion dollars wow. and so what exactly is LAPD doing to justify that when the crime stats are down and so mm-hmm. that's the whole thing so but in skid row you know they you know we arguing us activists are saying that police are two, two things either they're letting crime happen and they're fudging the uh the, the crime data the crime stats to justify the need on paper because understanding government it has to be on paper you know just like when you can't go up in the bank and ask for a million dollar loan you have to ask for it on in writing this right. is done on paper so we're understanding that so again we're so how can they increase LAPD's budget to three billion dollars. It's like, well, on paper, they create scenarios to justify it, and so that's you know. But the, is that true with what's going on? For instance, the Department of Mental Health, and I mentioned this in a previous show. So when you folks go to the archives, it's, yeah, we mm-hmm. we, we re- repeat like because there's again there's a lot of information for the listeners to digest, and right. so we have to say it a couple of times so they'll they'll, they'll get it. They'll remember, and then plus they're new listeners because the show is yeah. expanding. Um, every time I come on, and so, for instance, so another scenario: the Department of Mental Health. So, so a lot of folks say, "Oh my God, you know, homelessness and mental health, mental illness, pretty much go hand in hand." Because a lot of the folks, you know, either there's mental illness, signs of uh, a substance abuse, you know, let's go, let's get these guys some help. Well, in the County of Los Angeles, the number one, the top entity is the Department of Mental Health. In the November of 2018, the new, uh, the current uh, uh, director. Of the Department of, of, of Mental Health uh, Dr. Jonathan Sharon I put together a town hall meeting in Skid Row and had him as the, the keynote speaker and it was specifically a conversation a town hall meeting only about Department of Mental Health and you know line them up here's the top guy look at the Skid Row folks the the social service providers or whoever the residents come one come all that's the top guy tell him what's working what's not working you know, here's it straight out of the horse's mouth. This is the new guy. Here you go. And so um, so we, we're very familiar with, with who they are and what they do and what they're not doing. And so by comparison, while right currently LAPD's budget is $2 billion, the Department of Mental Health's annual budget is already $3 billion And wow. So what that means hmm. is every – think about this now, Jasper. Every 10 years – the department of mental health is getting $30 billion to address mental illness. And Amazing. when I look around, I don't see, I don't see $30 billion anywhere. <laughs> I don't I don't even see $10 billion. I don't see five billion. Where is department of mental, what are they doing with all that money? Right. So, you know, like if I, if I could audit some folks, you know, if the federal government is looking for some, uh, I don't know, $30 billion and with nothing to show for nothing, I can right. see a whole bunch of uh, signs of mental illness. Where is DMH? Where are they? Right. So you know we mm-hmm. can line them up again. We challenge any and all of these entities. You know, bring your proof, bring your evidence, bring your witnesses. Let's have a live stream. We can town hall meeting. We can actually have uh, Jasper Cole hosted on the one to one, one on one uh- show. I would love Let's live to live stream and bring life, bring we'll, it. Bring all you show. We'll in, publicly embarrass all of those guys. And you can hear right. it, we're dropping the death. And it's not about what we're alleging. Oh, who is this one random guy just spewing out stuff? You can go look at their debt, their, their budgets, the proposed budget, whether it's the mayor's proposed budget, LAPD, Department of it's their, It's their information. Again, all right. we've done is done the, the due diligence and then we're to compile it. And we come on this show and we share it. We're doing the heavy lifting, for again, for free, and but, you know, we're not here to get paid. It's not about, oh, we need to get paid to, you know, as a consultant to the American community, the public. We're not trying to get paid. We're trying to fix – we're trying to build a better society, build a better world, heal the planet, the better planet. And it's start. I'm, I'm on the bottom. We got other folks jumping in at other places. I'm on the bottom. Skid Row, homeless capital of America, you know, for free. Yeah, absolutely. Yep and I've been here for almost 14 years. And so it's frustrating. So now, now, so now that's a glimpse into the normal, typical layout of what mm-hmm. happened in, in Skid Row. Now, all of a sudden, there's this pandemic breaks out and Ooh. COVID-19. And so there's, when it first dropped, when it first happened and it was announced, there were no testing kits in Skid Row. Mm-hmm. There are no testing sites in Skid Row. What it did when they first announced it it, it immediately uh, uh, fractured the normal Skid Row ecosystem, if you will, because all the volunteers that would normally come down and pass out bottles of water and food, because everybody didn't go into the missions to eat. A lot of people don't eat They don't like the mission food, or, you know, they it's not enough. And so they supplement uh, their uh, nutrition by, you know, the volunteers coming down to feed it. And, and so – but when COVID-19 happened, all of a sudden, all those resources just j- immediately dried up. Now that it's opened wow. up a little bit, you got some, some entities coming back. But a lot of people, so all of a sudden, now there's a lack of water. There's a lot of bottled water that people are dependent on that. Because no there are no water fountains in Skid Row. You have, you have two, two pocket parks in Skid Row, and they have you know water fountains. I, I myself has led the effort to get the, those water fountains up to a decent level of standard, but when the parks close at five, six o'clock, the, the community loses access to water. So right. if you're on the sidewalk. So are so the people are dehydrated, you know, lacking, already lacking nutrients. And hmm. you, you know, so, oh, it, it, so that, that's the normal, that's the normal infrastructure. And so now when, when COVID nineteen happens and the volunteers are no longer coming, how how are we doing so, you know, we lobbied that and through this federal lawsuit uh 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 with the federal judge uh, David Carter, he issued a, a, a demand to the city, the Mayor Garcetti complied and said that they were gonna install uh a permanent uh drinking water water drinking fountains just on this random sidewalk bus uh, positions throughout our Skid Row community, you know, so there's so there'll be 24-hour access to water. They've also uh, uh, recently put out uh, uh, an increase, was it like 50 porta-potties, restrooms, and hand-washing stations as a as result of, uh, as part of the settlement uh, 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 parameters for this uh, current lawsuit to address the COVID-19 concerns. And so um, they've installed first couple of, uh, the city has installed the first couple of, uh, Drinking water fountains. I haven't been out there personally to uh, test it out myself. Um, but you know, we just had this big explosion. Yeah, um, last they, week, at, a, va- at a vape vape store because there's a lot of vape stores with with the legalization of marijuana. A lot of vape stores, you know. So they in other communities that that, that won't let them in. You know, you know in Skid Row that hey, they can come in and set up shop. And there was a big uh, explosion in the fire, and eleven firefighters. Got hurt. Three of them in critical condition, and right. that just happened last week. And it just just yesterday, the uh, the authorities said uh, they're gonna. They opened up uh, uh, a, a federal investigation. Into that, when they're they're already anticipating what they know the outcome was, and so they're going to start heavily regulating. They, they've already announced this; that that's what they're intended to do based on their findings. Of course, because again, it, it depends. They got to justify it on paper, but mm-hmm. they already indicated that they plan to regulate stronger. You know what the what these types of business how they because there's like you know a uh, butane, right? Uh, 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 those canisters. Uh, exploded, you know, got too hot, whatever happened. And then all of a sudden there's a fire and it 11 firefighters, you know, with three fighting for their lives. And so, um, so they got to regulate the industry, you know, uh, in, in that realm. And so again, that's in Skid Row and that's a whole nother, you know, uh, situa- from the business, business portion of uh, Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And so, but then with COVID-19. So the story broke that uh, inside the union rescue mission, uh, that uh, one employee had died. This was uh, uh, in, uh, two months ago. And that 50, 50 people, well, at first it was five or six people were infected. And then at, when the when the, uh, the county, the Department of uh, Public Health started coming into Skate Road actually testing, then all of a sudden, and they started out focusing on Union Rescue Mission, then that number quickly rose to 50. Then the number quickly rose to uh, 97, nearly 100. And, and so, you know, my myself, I just posted online um, a letter that I received two days ago from HUD, the uh, Los Angeles field office, where it, in April uh, I reached out to them when the story broke. and said, hey, we need HUD. We need we need you guys, to, you know, up in here. We need some resources. We need, you know, so the whole thing cracked the whip, and let's hold the city and the county and the Union Rescue Mission hold them accountable because, you know, we, we, we the, the, the people of Skid Row, felt like it was failed leadership that when the first person died, um, they didn't do enough to 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 preserve the uh, the safety and well-being and the health of uh, the remaining uh, homeless folks that were employees as well. And so the, the infections went up to nearly 100. Now then the number is three people have died inside the Union Rescue Mission, and I was hmm. leading the charge, the call to say, we need to completely evacuate that building, you know, disinfect that the entire building from top to bottom, and then move back people accordingly and as they they take uh social distancing and consideration, things of that sort. So, but the, the union rescue mission didn't do that. All they did was move people around inside their building. Cause again, the poverty pimps, if they empty out the building, they can't justify the money. And so now they're right. using COVID-19 as a marketing ploy to get donors to uh, donate to their missions to, to help during this pandemic. And so that wasn't, you know, in the best interest of the, we, of the people, And so I was outspoken against all of those acts. But anyway, I I shared online. I got a letter back from HUD, and they were updating uh, us on, you know, that they had, you know, stepped in on the situation. And so, of course, that notified – they notified the uh, state – the governor's office, uh, Project Room Key, and HUD from Washington, D.C., saying, hey, you got to get these people housed. Um, And uh, that also put the the L.A. County Department of Public Health Made there. So that, that gave them, and I don't know, I'm not privy to all the entire conversation, but what was stated in the letter. And so I don't know if there were additional resources that were allocated, but with, you know, HUD coming in, the federal government, you know, snooping around, it, you know, all of a sudden there was more mm-hmm. and more that was being done. And so now what they're reporting is that there are zero new cases out of the Union Rescue Mission. And so we, the people of Skid Row, that was us that, uh, you know, we, we got to, you know, we got every once in a while, we got to take our credit, even That's though we're great. behind the scenes. That's great. We're behind the scenes, but we are the ones that, you know, got that increased that sense of urgency during a pandemic where lives are being lost and potentially more. This could get out completely out of control and we're not just going to sit back and let these nonprofit poverty pimps, you know, do it at their leisure, address the issue at their leisure. So no, we went to, did what we do, and then when the federal government came in, and then now all of a sudden the necessary uh, solutions happened, and so now everything's are in place, and and Department Department of Public Health is you know uh, have attached stronger oversight of the matter. So so that facility, um, it seems like is we've uh, got a better control of COVID nineteen in that facility. There are a couple of other facilities. That house folks that they've reported just just minuscule numbers one here two there so you know it, it it's really not prevalent as as far as um the people out in the tents um the city of Los Angeles again you know you have to take their numbers at face value I don't I don't trust anybody's numbers because they can right. frame a narrative but just at face value uh Mayor Garcetti came out and said that the city of Los Angeles got their own testing kits and they tested six hundred Homeless folks on the streets of Skid Row, and they said there were only three uh uh came back as positive for covid nineteen so I'm like if people wow. out here and you know it, you know it, i mean that that that's that's tremendous in terms of what it really could have been it could have been really right, bad. and so oh, yeah, what's great, what's great is that um you know, and it's funny there's a saying that you know if, if you've been homeless in Skid Row for over five ten years. You're immune. To, it doesn't matter what disease, the germs, the virus comes around. You know, we we don't need a vaccine. We're we're out here in the street. What do you what do you mean? What virus? Right. So a lot right. of people walk around. They don't need a mask. What Why would I need a mask? I'm not sick. I'm not gonna get sick. And, they, and they're worried about surviving on a day to day basis. And so, I think COVID 19 is a match in a skid row.
0: <laughs> well, listen. I mean, for once, we're not. You know, they're not blaming the homeless for something, right? I mean, it's like right, for they, once, want, it's I well want, they want to blame you guys. So tell me about, okay, so Project Roomkey, um, where are they going to, well, first of all, who, who's going to decide who gets moved and where are they going to put them?
1: Oh, that's great questions. That's like, you've been hanging out with General <laughs> Jeff. If you asking the pro, the <laughs> level of probing, that's the level of probing questions. That we are as the we the people of America, that's the level of probing questions where we need to get stop taking everything at face value just because mm-hmm. somebody said something. It's like, but wait a minute, you know, let me right. inquire, apply some you know critical thinking to what you just said, and let me <laughs> ask this question. That's a brilliant <laughs> question, and so let me just say, I you know I don't know everything about Project Room Key, but all I can do right. is you know because again they I'm public enemy number one, so they're scared to release information to me because they know I'm <laughs> you know, I'm going public with it. And right. so they know, especially if it, you know, if there's anything suspect, I'm go, we're going to speak on it. And uh-huh. so, you know, there are times when we're, we're we're considered an ally or friendly, and there are other times like, oh, he's too dangerous. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, let's wait on that. <laughs> and, it, you know, what I take it as a compliment. I don't take it personally, whatever. But so as far as Project Roomkey, and for those that don't know, Governor Gavin Newsom, you know, he did a big photo uh, press conference and said, you know, it's it going to be 15,000 Hotel and motel rooms, specifically for homeless folks to get them off the street, That's statewide, 15,000. Uh, so there, then there was a. Uh, about a couple of weeks ago, there was a story that broke that said Motel 6 had hmm. offered up uh, 23 of their separate individual hotels to help accommodate, uh, be a part of a Project Room Key. That's great. Thank you, Motel 6. That's great. Those are some pretty decent rooms. There's uh-huh. also been some other rooms, bit larger brands and some other things. And there's also been uh, uh, fights, uh, resistance, what we call NIMBYs, not in my backyard, NIMBY, that's the right, acronym right. for those that don't know. And in different communities, they're like, hey, we don't want homeless people staying in these hotels and motels in our communities. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, folks, it's a pandemic. What do right. you want to do, leave them on the sidewalk to die? Are you kidding me? I thought this was a humane society that we lived in or that we're trying to build. But you're, no. you're, you don't want – you can't – it's temporary. I, I don't – oh, it, it's just – that's insane well, you, to me. And so but I don't Laguna, know I'm going to appeal Laguna, on Laguna, your show.
0: Laguna Beach had a big protest, you saw, where they uh, –
1: This is oh, – it's that it's, it's, they, it's they, had a,
0: they had a hotel re- willing to – you know, to help out, and then all the uh, residents. Yes,
1: that's what we need. Yeah. Get right, the people right. off the street. We're tired of looking at it. Get them off right. the streets. Get them the services. Get them the medical attention. Get them the, okay, it starts with housing. It's a real simple solution, folks. If they're on the sidewalks, it's, it's hard to get moving around. Law enforcement coming. Hey, you can't be here. You got to move. Move along. Now they're, they're transient. So you saw them today. Then you go back and get help, and you come back tomorrow. They're They're gone. The health's not going to stand around and wait for, you know, John Doe to come back. It's right. like we can have a place to house them with an address that they can They can stabilize their issues. We can send the medical attention to first responders to find out what's exactly wrong what what the issues are and whether this is temporary housing or permanent housing. Because it was also reported that in the Motel 6 deal of those 23 uh, 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 builders that there was they were interested and within, this was Governor Newsom's ideal was to actually sell some of those properties to the state so that they could not only just be temporary solutions, but even after COVID-19, they could turn into permanent homes permanent. to keep the homeless people housed as opposed to after, okay, COVID-19 is over, get out, you know, instead of that. Well, that's that so was my back, question. the like, type of like, forward-thinking like, solutions that we need. So of course, yeah, but of course like that, my, that requires funding.
0: My thought was, you know, so they they get they take these people, they put them in a hotel, and then all of a sudden, you know, eight weeks later they dump them out again. It's like, wh- well, wait a minute, what? That's not right. That was just right. And like so, like you gov- said, it needs to be. So a I permanent. will say
1: props to Governor Newsom because um, they're already forward th- again, forward thinking, and saying we need longer terms. You know, of course, in a the pandemic, there's there's got to be a heightened sense of urgency. And you got to act now. It, it's no time to. We got to map everything. Like if you take you know, every letter in the alphabet, up to in order for a solution to happen. Well, we got to touch every letter of the alphabet before we move. That's taking too long. You know, A B C D E F. Okay, it's now. <laughs> we A B C. We, it's now we need. Where's the now? We'll we'll, right. we'll touch the rest of the alphabet. We'll get the element, no, We'll get to all of that later. We need action now. It's a pan. It's a freaking pandemic, people. There's no, time to be nego- There's no time for negotiations. It's time right. for executive orders. It's time, let's move the movers and shakers to move and shake. Make it happen now. And so here's an outspoken community activist. I'm lighting a fire to everybody's foot that, that, you know, I don't care if they matter or not. They know somebody that matters. Get on these folks and say, open up these rooms. So now, let me close with this because I think we're running out of time. Of those 15,000 hotel and motel rooms, a report just came out last week that say that there's less than five percent active right now. A Majority mm. of them are empty.
0: Right, they are.
1: And so yeah. again, you know, the between the NIMBY fight. You know what the but you know what the biggest problem is because this is a statewide solution. There's they're saying there's not they're having difficulty securing the uh, the social service the nonprofit social because you know the states just they're secure the rooms. And you right. move the homeless people in there. Who's going to be responsible for the day-to-day maintenance to make sure these people are 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 fed and make sure that they're medically attended to, to make sure they have case managers and you know they have a file. You know who's who's doing the day-to-day operations of the situation. Right. So the state of California is having an extremely difficult time securing the social service providers that connected that, that would be connected to the project room key solution and so that's what's the number one problem that's slowing that solution down in the meantime the homeless folks still duck on the street
0: well here's the irony right it's taken a fucking pandemic to perhaps i mean in some small steps like you said it's taken a pandemic to at least get the government to to take this big step to start putting some housing together so you know in a in a bizarre way <laughs> right i mean in a, in a in conclusion the great news is the homeless community did keep the the rate of infection down which is a blessing they you guys were Absolutely. able to curtail it and on top of that finally some political uh, you know oversight somebody has come in thanks to governor newsom and let's just pray that this is the beginning of course you know between you and i we're not that optimistic but um no, I only say that because because it is the government and based on their track record. And when Ben Carson is running HUD, then, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, I don't have to say any more on that. But but I'm, I'm going to end right. on a positive note by saying, you know, let's just say that this is a small step in the right direction. And uh, let's just, you, you know, I would like to now continue with your monthly updates if you will come back once a month and – and keep us updated on what's happening because we will follow this and see as this COVID nineteen continues, how this per- permanent is the housing going to become permanent or is it temporary? Temporary, and see yeah, what absolutely. happens.
1: Absolutely, I appreciate. Thank you for the time. Um, I just want to let you and the listeners know I still got a whole nother hours worth of information in me right now, but we'll wait. We're out of time this time, so we absolutely look forward to coming back. For the next show whenever it is whenever it is we again oh it's, we, gonna, know, be, we're it's
0: gonna be it's gonna be the beginning of the next of uh, june and by the way everyone go to twitter uh jeff is at go skid row go he's on facebook yes. and his instagram is at skid row general jeff there's also yes. uh the website skid row neighborhood and you can log under there to keep up with what's happening with the, the skid row neighborhood council formation committee and all that stuff that's happening buddy listen you are a, a you're a, a state treasurer you're a national treasure. um i'm hey. so blessed to have you come on and help everybody you know this is this has become such a uh it's just become a near and dear to my heart situation and um i haven't been to la in 12 weeks you know i've been sequestered in palm springs and i have to make reverse right. venture in next week and i wanted so badly to catch up with you and uh i'm glad we're back on track and doing it remotely now so we look forward to having you back on at the beginning of the appreciate it
1: absolutely absolutely yeah i'm here uh you know call anytime i prefer that you are shelter in place along with other folks shelter in place because we got to weather this storm uh, let's not open it. Uh, we're against open it back up. Don't let no, it's too soon. It's too soon. Too so, soon. so that's but, right. you know, of course, there are folks that got to do what they got to do, but stay indoors. Go out, rustle up some grub, and go lock it down, folks. This is serious. And, no,
0: and, and nobody needs a massage or a fucking tattoo right now. So, everyone can just <laughs> kill, you know, just chill out.
1: time. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, listen, buddy, you take <laughs> yeah. care. Thank you, as always. And um, we'll be in touch. Thank you again. Take cool. care. Thank you. Thank you again. Man. We'll, you. well, again, everyone, big, big thanks to our guest, General Jeff Page. I'm telling you guys, please spread the news. P- please uh, share this uh, podcast tonight. Shortly, in about five minutes, it's going to be available up online. It's going to be with uh, all the other sites, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Again, go to JasperCole.com. We have a site, uh, one-on-one Jasper Cole, and all of our homeless episodes, or or as we call it, our uh, Horrors and Heroes of Homelessness, are archived. This is episode seven. Um by far I think this has been our best because um it really gave Jeff um more time than he's been able to have before. And like he said, we could do a four hour uh show on this. And everyone let let us know if you guys want to have a three hour show. We'll do a three hour show. You know, call in, get, tweet us again at Jasper Cole says S A Y S. And um I just I can't say enough big thanks to to him and what What an inspiration he should be to all of us. You know, people talk a lot of bullshit, but very few people actually put their uh, feet to the ground and do what General Jeff does. So listen, everyone, I will see you guys tomorrow night, same place, same time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Much love to you all. Be safe, and we will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.